Yo, it's this Jubilee Small Podcast. It's Thursday, 14th of January, 2016. It's the holiday edition. Well, actually, season right here at Jubilee Small. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Good to be back. And uh, How's Queensland? How's being oh, a redneck up in Queensland going for you? Well, it's uh, it's good actually. I'm gonna when I get back into town, I'm gonna put those big uh, truck mud flaps on the back of my uh, Subaru <laughs> and uh, a big Bundy Bear sticker on the I back think, and think, uh, shoot ferals to... as well sticker. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, don't you need to? Absolutely. Like the, I saw it, one of those trucks the other day, and the back window was complete. I wondered if it was legal. Completely covered in bumper stickers that were, you know, racist, sexist, homophobic, um, you know, etc. Et yeah. But well, that's, that's called a, did it have Queensland number plates? Don't think it did, actually. Don't oh. think it did. I think it may have been a rare southern species. A southern uh, redneck. <laughs> as the rare southern net redneck. No, not as rare as we'd like. Um, so, Stuart, uh, yes. how is – do you – have you started to feel at all like – there are you going to get any kind of what's the word um uh, you know visual or or even sort of mental hangover from this holiday when you get back to melbourne you know that feeling where for the first week you maybe your shoes are still a bit sandy or you've got a bit of sunburn mm. or is there anything that you think from your holiday or your your holiday that was meant to be an amazing road trip and turned into a kind of um, D- different sort of holiday. Different kind of holiday. Is yeah. there anything that you're going to like or, or even miss when you get back to Melbourne? Um, oh, yeah, I'll miss my friends, of course, up here. And um, I'll miss uh, – well, I'll tell you what I won't miss, Lauren Clark. Please. And I'll, let's, let's, let's make this one because it's Thursday today and I, um, we don't do a podcast tomorrow, being the summer series, so we can maybe put our cards on the table and whatever we say today gets forgotten about by Monday. <laughs> Excellent. But when yeah, I uh, yeah. when I come to these northern places, yeah. I break out in a rash. Oh, not now, your rash again! We heard about your rash. <laughs> we heard it, about your rash it, last year. What what happens? Is it nice when a, like a, a good female friend says, or any friend? But it sounds for me as a man, it sounds worse coming from a friend like like you. Oh, not the rash again! <laughs> so tell me about this this rash. It's a heat rash. <laughs> yes, doctor. Well. <laughs> So tell me about this rash. Don't tell me about that one. What, what <laughs> What's uh, the story? I uh, know. Once the sun hits me, like if it's non-Victorian sun, oh. it, uh, it turns into some spotty, and I'm talking full-body spotsky. Right. Or, but I, th- I think it might be like an antihistamine situation. It sounds like it is, or pro-histamine by the sounds of it. Well, I need some, yeah, yeah. Uh, just histamine. Yeah. And I, <laughs> So I need some uh, antis because it, it it comes in conjunction with um, sneezing and blocked noses, but it's it's a foul looking affliction that hits your arms and legs. Where the sun hits you, but right. not the face. Except yeah. in two thousand and nine when I was in India and I got a full facial rash because the, the Indian sun is wow. harsher than them all. Good grief! So you are mm. very Celtic then. Well, I'm brown though. I'm looking good. Have you browned up? Oh, I brown up. Don't worry about that. I'm. Uh, I'm sort of looking like Kelly Slater at the moment. So. <laughs> in so many ways. In so many ways. In fact, you know what's interesting? I was cruising around Coolangatta mm. and, you know, you see these things on the TV about Australian summer and you go, that's just advertising. Right. That's not how we live in Australia. Yeah. Queensland that's or that really. part of Queensland is how they live. Yeah. 
there's people walking down the main street with surfboards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but like it would be like Burke Street, but at the end of Burke Street, there's a beach. Yeah, literally, know, it's, it's it's like a big city with a beach on it. It's pretty gorgeous. What it, do you think there is? A, it is. There are some, and in fact, maybe we should start a list of mm. places that you cannot say without an Australian accent. And I think Coolangatta. Coolangatta has got yeah. to be one. I think totally. also. Pakanamapa. Pakanamapa, all right. Um, don't know. I think we could start a list. I bet you there are some others that you just uh, can't say. Coolangatta, that you can't. That's not, the, that's not the name of the town anymore. Say it with an Italian accent. I can't do Italian accent. Come on. Coolangatta. No. <laughs> <laughs> I almost brought you into the club, the Racist almost, Accent Association. You are- you almost did. So you know when you, you, you speaking of speaking of you know things that when you go away, um, mm. you bring back like a tan or sand or whatever. When you come back to a, a place and something's changed, that can be a bit weird too. Like you know, um, if, for instance, Stu, you can tell I'm, I'm heading somewhere yeah. here. Yeah. Did you hear about the? And I've we've been inundated with people sending us messages about this, the George Costanza-themed ba- uh, bar that's started in Melbourne. Are you going to yeah. – uh, what are you going to – what's your vibe on that? You know what? Um, <laughs> I've thought about my response to that. Yeah. And I'm not going to bag a local business. Good boy. So it is – It is. there's that. There's also – do you know what else is happening in Melbourne? There's a fake beach. What? There's a fake beach. I'm going to bag that. Where's the fake beach? <laughs> uh, I think it's in – I don't remember. But there's a fake beach. that has been. It's in the city somewhere. It's been advertised all over the place. There are all these little things that have popped up over summer and if you are away, I imagine, you you know, there's a, hmm. there's a bunch of stuff that you miss out on. It's like – it's like when I went away once and I came back and there was and it was this is for this is very Melbourne reference. Apologies to our international listeners and good uh, day to you. Mm. But uh, there was and it was a hundred years ago, so a lot of people won't remember it. But it was there was Jeff Kennett was in charge of the of the state for a certain amount of time. Good times. Good times. And then he uh, he got toppled in a kind of whoa surprising election. And mm. I returned and when I'd left. It was one sort of – and when I got back, people – it felt to me as though I'd really missed out on a key moment. Well, you did. It's like so, – but there's also good things to miss out on. Like in 2000, I had to go away yeah. and I missed the whole Sydney Olympics. And it's like they never happened. It's the oh, best. wow. Yeah. Wow. Why is it the – didn't people go – this is what happened to me. People went, oh, you really needed to be – Sydney was a great place to be. Oh, you missed out. Sydney was so – everyone was so lovely. It was such a great vibe. It was, you know, and didn't let, you feel like you missed out a bit? No, let me put this down on the table for you. Oh, God, what? Uh, corruption aside. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which, which is a different matter altogether. Uh-huh. The Olympics are the most overrated, boring, <laughs> pompous – Waste of time. Yeah, I think that uh, the human humans have actually strung struck it together. It's <laughs> it is the biggest pile of have you, junk. Having said that, have you ever become addicted to it watching no. the telly? No, oh. I don't like athletes. Oh God, how could you not like athletes? I love watching the Olympics. I've got to admit, I know it's a daggy. I know it's all the things you just said, but I love and more becoming and more. But I love becoming a little pseudo expert in something over the course of four days and like suddenly developing like, uh, you know, reading up on like this, you know, athlete that I'd never heard of 
five days before. Oh, it's a great story. No, do you know what it is? It's for people like me who don't do what you do, which is invest in sport long term. It's for Mm -hmm. the commitment phobe sport fan, which is me, the armchair. (sighs) Hey, by the way, if you want to read something funny about things like this, I read Leaping Lariel, friend of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, He puts up at the end of his at the end of his year. He puts up some bits from his columns throughout the year that he that he um, writes, and there are some hilarious things in there about. Things like the Olympics, which I won't attempt to uh, restate here because I will not do them justice, but I'll try to remember to put a link up to them. Well, put it, yeah, definitely try and put a link up because uh, we like to support our friend. Yeah. And, and we like to support everyone, Lauren Clark. And it's the end of our podcasting week. It is. Uh, as you know, for the summer series and the travelling summer sideshow, we're not uh, doing a Friday. I love that it's a sideshow. It was a roadshow. It is now a oh, that's sideshow. <laughs> I knew I had the word show in it at some point. <laughs> You've done um, well. Uh, yeah, I know. So it's a short week, and it's a but it's a good one. And Stu Farrell, I I hope you uh, have a lovely long weekend up there. Now, can I leave? Can I leave you with a poem and a thank you? Oh God, please. Okay, this is a poem entitled "Jerry the Juggling Clown." Yes, and it goes like this: Juggling and jumping. With madness and excitement, the dumb clown jumps off his bike and bangs his head. He's exciting the crowd with his big blue boots. Then he walks for the pound. Thank you very much. That's Jerry the Juggling Clown, written and illustrated by Henry Brent, and I have to thank Henry for lending me his bedroom all week. Uh, How old is recording. Henry? He's now 13, but I think Henry. Jerry the Juggling Clown might have been done well before his 13th birthday. Henry may or may not... Um ever let you use his room again after you <laughs> did that to him. Well, I'm out of here at the end of the uh, – what's my Friday? So, yeah, so it's bad luck, Henry. Oh, wow. But thank well, you for – beautiful for... work, Henry, by the way. I think we, yeah. ne- we need more poetry. Do you know, I think it was the first week of our podcast we had a beautiful mm-hmm. poem. Do you remember that? Jenny Niven rang us from uh, Scotland, I think it was yes. at the time, and um, recited a gorgeous poem for us. We should uh, – Dig it up sometime and replay it. It was a very beautiful way to start what was uh, rapidly a very um, unintellectual <laughs> show. Well, well, what we'll do is maybe we'll do a weekly poll. Oh, God. Submitted by a listener or written by one of us. Really? Yes. This is a great idea. Good. I love this idea. But that's for when we start the uh, podcast proper again. Okay. Be an, I'd say next week will be a summer series and then we'll debate what we're going to do after that. What do you reckon, Lossie? Sounds good. I love a good debate with you, Farrell. Well, I might have to call you from the road because uh, on Monday I hit the road back to V-Town. How exciting. <laughs> um, I How do listeners get in contact with us, by the way? They get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter. We're Stupidly Big. We're stupidlybig.com and we are of course, uh, on iTunes, and we love getting ratings and reviews mm-hmm. from you guys, and thank you very much for them. Please go along there and do that for us if you can. Um, and Stu Farrell, uh, have a good uh, trip back. Thank you. And we will speak again next week. Have a great long weekend. Anya, bye-bye.